Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment presents The Process. Welcome back to your home for football and fantasy football where we learn, scout, win, and repeat. It is time to continue the process. What's up, y'all? It's Championship Weekend. It's your boy, Ralph. We got another great episode of The Process for you. A quickie, but a good one. Season 4, episode 20 coming at you right now, so I hope y'all is ready. We had a fantastic week of football last week. The divisional round gave us four fantastic, phenomenal, uh, extremely exciting to watch games of football. We saw four playoff games that really gave us uh, something to really look at all weekend long. Uh, teams defying the odds coming down to the last second so we got our money's worth uh, if you played dfs hopefully that went your way but most of you should not have played as my recommendation was to give it up after the wild card round but nonetheless last week stellar uh, group of games there as i mentioned bills and chiefs most foremost just the most phenomenal end of a football game like the last half hour you know riveting stuff right there the bills for their for their part you feel bad for them because josh allen and company did it he was perfect in these playoffs he did everything he was asked to do and his offense never sputtered however defensively they really gave it up and in their leslie frazier's bunch uh, you know, didn't really come through some some decisions, some in the moment decisions. A lot of these football games this year that are very pivotal have come down to in the moment decisions by the coaching staff, ability to uh, act quickly and do the right thing or not. And so that's a lot of what we see here. Certainly, you could argue talent deficiencies in whatever areas for the Bills on defense, but they were the best unit all year for the most part. So. Came down to the way that game was played in the end. Uh, you know, phenomenal game by both sides. But the Chiefs rise to the occasion again. Mahomes uh, using his legs to make things happen, which was which is a high part of his upside. And so he was able to take off. And Tyreek Hill, healthy, looked great, able to get that yak going last week. They the the Bills didn't really look prepared to tackle him. Gabriel Davis had a fantastic day on the other side. He caught so many touchdowns, uh, but not to be. So Chiefs move on, looking for the AFC Championship game yet again. Have their eyes set on that. And they'll be playing the Bengals, who went up against the Titans in no fear. I mean, these guys got no fear in their eyes. Chiefs neither, for that matter. I'm hearing the stories all week about Mahomes and the, the monitoring of his heart rate or what have you and how his heart rate was like literally lower when he was out there on the field than when uh, Josh Allen and company were out there on the field. So he's just like ice in the veins, right? But for the Bengals side of things, Joe Burrow, Papa Joe, ice in this kid's veins, living to play the elimination game. The kicker as well, these guys are showing up to the occasion. These guys are showing up to the occasion, uh, and they don't seem to be nervous. Uh, First-year coaching staff doing, doing its thing, doing their thing. And uh, they look really phenomenal right now. Chase to Burrow, or Burrow to Chase, rather, looks to be the soup du jour 
if anybody can stop that, now would be the time. Titans could not stop that. Chase was able to get loose. And the Titans have been pretty good defensively. You, you know, we knew we were gonna, the Bengals were going to have to attack through the air. The Titans probably the best defense this year against the run. And so Mixon obviously wasn't going to get a lot of yards, but it was able to assert himself nonetheless uh, via the past game, which is which is positive, which is great. And so seeing him get involved like that makes a big difference uh, as he tries to gain momentum for this week. Uh, but just too much Joe, too much of the passing offense. Even that, you know, they never really were in a precarious situation in terms of you know being down by ten or more points or something like that. But this insistency to keep passing last week, and so Burrow led his team to victory uh, confidently as he may. And the 49ers go into Green Bay and get one. I, I saw this coming. Uh, not a surprise here. They've been playing very well defensively, been underrated defensively. And uh, this looks to be, oh, breaking news, Brian Dabble to the Giants. going to be the HC. I don't know if anybody can fix that mess. But anyways, back to the color. The 49ers, yeah. Showing up in the Green Bay, showing up in the weather, getting the job done. The Packers basically have Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. And at times it doesn't look like there's a lot outside of that. They, you know, defensively can have moments when they look well, can run the ball well. But where are those attributes when it comes down to it? Too many times this team is poised to be in the championship game get to the Super Bowl, and you know there's a bunch of reasons why, or this person's, or whatever. There's no excuses. You do it or you don't. And the Packers are coming up short yet again in a game that they were favored in, and they were at home. You know That was the story before is if we would have played this one at Lambeau. Well, you had it at Lambeau, and uh, the Niners won again. The Niners beat them before in the playoffs. Uh, and so more of the same as it was. Shanahan and his guys would just keep rolling. And the Packers will go back to the drawing board and try to figure out where they go from here. It's not going to be with Rodgers. You have to, you know, maybe no Devontae Adams. This team's going to look a lot differently, but particularly a letdown uh, with the year that they had and uh, with 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 all the advantages that you think that they would have with home field, uh, as well as the familiarity of the matchup. But not to be in their favor, 49ers defense, as we said, showed up. Uh, and Debo Samuel, obviously, and company, uh, just doing enough, just doing enough. Garoppolo just doing enough. Not not spectacular, but not ruining the party, right? And so they'll be moving on, and they'll be facing the Rams because the Rams were able to come away with the big victory against the Bucks Again, defensively, oh, the Bucks laid an egg here. Uh, you know, Cubs look phenomenal to end this football game. Stafford looked phenomenal. I'm not going to over-celebrate him because there's such thing as fixing your own mistakes, right? You... You guys play bad before, you play poorly before, you turn the ball over before, and then they get down. Uh, and then in the end, it's like he looks like the hero. But it's like, are we really is that really the case? Are you fixing the, the issues that you actually caused before? And so there's a little bit of that there, but I'm not going to take away anything from the Rams who showed up. They've had the Bucks number this year, particularly the pass rush, getting the time, couldn't do much. You know, that depth of target goes down, and then you're struggling to get those out. Didn't have his left tackle. The backup is hurt too. It's a lot of issue uh, when when you're doing that and you're going up against Vaughn Miller, right? With, with, with your whoever you have out there. So not a lot of time to throw. Made all the difference here. 
uh, in my estimation, in this football game. They still had a chance to win this game. Did the Bucs, the Rams try to give it back to them in the end, uh, but but they held on to victory. So we're on to Championship Sunday uh, in this uh, 20th episode of the fourth season here. And um, we're looking forward to two really good football games. What we usually do here at The Process is a little different than this episode today. Typically, during the season, we're focused specifically on two things. Beating down everybody in daily fantasy football and then beating down everybody in seasonal fantasy football. And so the show will have much more of a tone on that. Breaking down the games, looking at the highlighted characters from each contest, where we should be going with the DFS mindset of what we need to do to win our cash game, uh, and then we take tournament stabs from there. If you're unfamiliar with any of that terminology, go back and listen to some of these previous episodes of this podcast. You can sort of get to catch up on a little bit of that lingo. The point is, if you're hearing this and you're interested in winning football, figuring out how to make it profitable, figuring out how to entertain yourself. Let's face it, DFS football, the minimum entry is $5. You can't go to the movies for $5. You can't do anything for $5. But for $5, we can give you a fantastic weekend. You can have a great day uh, of, of Sunday watching football. And so there's a lot of value there for a lot of us who've got to tighten up right now and, and just find enjoyment where we can, which is football at home, doing it on the cheap. And so that's a lot of what we want to attack season-wide making sure we win uh, these these championships. And so staying with the process week by week, governing our trades a smart way, understanding from the draft how we do it. And so I say all that to say, what we usually do is follow that process to victory and we set true goals and we cash in at the end of the year. Now, if you're hearing this and you weren't in on that and you want to be in on that, this is great. You got to us at the right time. Now you can... Put this in your Rolodex, your mental Rolodex. Remember the process for next season because it starts before the draft. Everything becomes exponentially easier when we draft appropriately, when we understand what to do from every position in the draft and tactics we may use to get ahead of our opponents in various different formats. Once we understand that stuff, then we coast and we do our DFS thing through the year. And so... Very important for you all to start out the process at the very beginning. So much harder to win when you come in later and want to fix the pro. You you know you want to solution. You want to fix. You know I've got the broken leg. I got the broken leg. Well, I'm trying to teach you how to do the leg press right now, so the legs aren't feeble, so you have much less chance of breaking that leg. If that makes sense for you, to make it easy for you to keep up with us, really quickly. Where to find us? Quite simple. Got a bunch of ways. www.tigerbombsae.com. That is our website for Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment. You can click on the process page. You can find this podcast there. You can listen to this there. You can see the DFS bylaws that we live by there on that page. A lot of important information. You can also go to that website and see the other podcasts associated with Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment. If you like to listen to your podcast on the go, you do it, you know, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, you know, however you, you, you listen to your podcast, you can listen to this one the same way. You just want to search Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment. This podcast will come up, you know, you, you subscribe or like or whatever, then you can get notified when the new episodes come out. If you also follow that way, 
you can listen to the back episodes. They're all there. And so talked about earlier, familiarizing yourself with some of the lingo, terminology, etc. Easy way to do it. These this free information, the best free information for fantasy football purposes. I think pound for pound, you're going to come by. If you are a social media type person, we can connect there too. That would be awesome. Facebook or Twitter, find me the same way at the process T B S A E. Twitter, especially for like stardom, sit them questions and stuff like that. Very pivotal during the year, last minute, maybe some injuries, things like that. You're wondering, what should I do instead? I'm pretty good about answering that stuff. And so you might catch me that way at the process T B S A E. And then uh, for some reason, if you have a grievance, <laughs> the process at tigerbomb, S A E dot com. That is the email. All right, let's talk about the AFC Championship game for just a second here and kind of just briefly go over it. Um, not really doing a reload segment this this week, but you get the idea. Cincinnati going to Kansas City. They did this once before. So this is the, uh, re- the rematch, if you will. First game was in Cincinnati. This one's going to be in Kansas City. Look, Kansas City rolling. Cincinnati's obviously hot right now. A couple of different ways this one can break down, but most importantly, what I think is for the Kansas City defense, uh, the way to attack them typically is going to be through the slot. They have a pretty good pass rush, and so not a problem with Burrow. He's not afraid of a pass rush, but he can look for Boyd in the slot, and that's going to be easy pickings right there. We saw Chase carve them up for 11 catches, three touchdowns last time, so... Very hard not to want to go back there. Um, the offense in general uh, for the passing game going to be in play. Uzoma, uh, you know, like I'm a little less than the wide receivers. Uh, that changes if Honey Badger doesn't play. The concussion last week, if he's not clear, it clears things up for Uzoma a little more. But ultimately, I expect Cincinnati to pound the rock more. I don't think that they've just gone past happy just to be past happy. You look at the matchups and you play the matchups. You're happy to have the opportunity and the ability to go crazy with the pass or the run. This is the week that they go back to mixing, I think. I don't think a lot of people are considering that. That is the easier way to attack Kansas City. And so uh, considerably, I think you will see Mixon get, get get his shine on this week. And so I want to be invested there. Um if I were to do something crazy like play DFS or something like that. But that's what I'm looking at when I look at this one from the Cincinnati side of things. In the Kansas City defense, uh, as I said, they're going to get to Burrow. Nine sacks last week by the Titans. And so his line isn't great. This is all going to be about, you know, can he get the ball out quickly? So, you know, maybe some dump down work to mix in again, you know, because this rush should be even better than the Tennessee rush as far as the Kansas City line goes. And um, they're going to have to try to make him make a mistake and make a play. But they're going to have their hands full because since he can hit them with whatever they want, with whatever they want. On the other side of things for Kansas City, you know, for them, the path to victory, a little less on the ground, a little more through the air. And I think much like the first game, you want to attack the middle of the field with them. The slot also in play here versus uh, the outside wide receivers. Um you know, in this scenario, Tyreek Hill, I think, has a great opportunity to do well again off of the heels of last week. And Kelsey, too. And if you look at the last game, you know, a lot of Kelsey in the middle, a lot of stuff up the middle. That's where the Cincinnati defense was most vulnerable. Cincinnati ended up, uh, t- you know, taking the safeties towards the end of the year. You, you, you 
play a lot more cover too to try to stop the bleeding of the stuff beating you very, very high over the top and for these deep plays and stuff. So what happens is you give up a lot more of that under stuff. And so this is why Kelsey and Hill, these guys should be more in play. Uh, and then just to be a little bit more literal for you since we did it with, with that side of the football, to go back on the other side for a second with Kansas City, there's a path to victory. It's much less uh, through Fetton than much through Ward. Uh, Tredavious War, he's a much more um, manageable person to attack in terms of their cornerback set. He had a decent week last week, but again, this is a beatable unit uh, out there. So a little bit more specifics in terms of how that lines up. But, but to go back where we were, back to the Kansas City side of things. Now running the football, you know, Kansas City, I, I know Cincinnati is a little more stout on the ground, but when it came down to the goal line in the previous game, Kansas City was not afraid. They had Darrell Williams. He's not afraid to run the football in with him. Kansas City also used Gore. They weren't afraid to run the football in. And so I think goal line scenario would uh, would insist that maybe they do some of the same. So I, I don't mind these running backs at all. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I mean, but the problem is it's going to be, you know, it's like platoon. I could not tell you who, who above any of them, right? I thought McKinnick last week, and he technically was the lead, but CEH led into a lot of that. He bled into a lot of that. So... It's like a toss-up with any of those uh, if, if you're interested there for whatever reason. But for Kansas City, Mahomes is going to lead the way. Upside again is in his legs, right? If the play breaks down, can he keep it going with his legs, get the first down, move the chains, or just you know buy time to where they can get open? I, I believe that uh, Cincinnati, you know, fantastic, you know, first game and that one was at home, very emotional. You know, they were trying to tip their hat towards the playoffs. Kansas City's going to win this game. Kansas City's going to win this football game. I think it can be close, but I do think that Kansas City's going to win this football game. I think their defense shows up in the end, makes a play. Maybe they don't stop Burrow all game, but I think when it when it really comes down to it, nine sacks last week, that's not sustainable, guys. And so I think the, the play at the front is is going to be dictating the outcome of this game. And I, and I do think that Kansas City wins. In the trenches there. So I, I see them advancing to another Super Bowl for themselves. In the NFC Championship game, we've got the San Francisco 49ers coming to, to see the Rams. And Shanahan's own McVay. The Rams have been owned by the Niners. Six straight. We're talking six straight now that the Niners have put on the Rams. Both these guys come from the same coaching tree, right? All these guys coming out of Washington them and LaFleur over in uh, Green Bay, right? Running a lot of the same offenses with just some tweaks to it. The 49er offense has been tweaked to run slower, you know, more jumble packages, moving the guys around, really accenting that running game. We saw them take Trent Williams, put him at the tight end position last week. So now you don't have to, it's not a pulling play. It doesn't have to like wait to the play of snap. You can just get going before, like get in motion. Absolutely cream the guy on the outside. Another mismatch they're doing. Like just all these things that they're doing to create mismatches. So Shanahan is spinning it in his head like the wizard that he is. The Rams version of this uh offensive system is more of a it's a it's more of a higher paced more of a pass-oriented sort of a deal, pass to set up the run type of scenario. So there's nuances. 
but there's a familiarity between the two. Some would suggest Shanahan's got McVay's number because that's six in a row now. They've been able to beat them. The The last game, the Rams did come out strong. It was a 17 nothing. I mean, it looked like they were well on their way to breaking that streak, and it broke down from there. So a couple of things about this one. It's going to be an emotional football game. 49ers believe they can win this game. They don't care that it's in L.A. The Rams believe that they can win this football game. They're not intimidated. They're happy for the opportunity to prove that they can win this game. Uh, I do think that it's going to be an uphill battle for them, but ultimately is a winnable one. The San Francisco defense has been pretty good against the pass and against the run. The Rams, I don't know how much success they're going to have on the ground. I mean, you need to do you need to run to stay balanced, but I'm just not so sure they're going to have a ton of success. So I'm not overly enthralled with, you know, what I see there. Passing is going to have to be a little bit more of where they try to get it done. Cooper Cup, OBJ, Jefferson, these guys are going to have to step up and lead the way. Stafford's going to have to step up and lead the way. He's going to have to do it with less mistakes, too, though. That's going to be the difference in this football game. Can't turn it over several times. You know, that's going to hold true for Jimmy Jimmy G as well. But these guys can't turn the football over and expect to win. You know, or you got to turn it over minimally. So, you know, it's going to be about him. He can't, you know, this is going to be one of those games, I think, where you can play poorly and then play better in the end and pull it off. He's got, he's got to, you know, really buckle down and get her done here. But he's got the weapons. And he's going to have to spread it out. All starts with Cup, obviously, though. On the San Francisco side of things, the Rams haven't figured out Debo Samuel and all the mismatches he creates. And so he's in play. I think Mitchell's in play as well. Should be able to find a fair amount of room running against this Rams defense because that's the better way than trying to pass against them. Ayuk much less in play. Juwan Jennings, I think, is interesting. He had a great uh, last matchup. Or first matchup, I should say. I can't, no, maybe it's the last matchup. Yeah, the last matchup. Because uh, obviously they played twice already this year. But, you know, him and Ayuk, these guys will be out there. But I don't know how much success they'll have. Kittle, much more likely to be in play. And I don't think a lot of people are talking about him. But that's a little bit easier path to victory for Jimmy G and the boys here. The San Francisco defense, so cheap on DraftKings, I noticed. So... Uh, if you were to be playing, maybe something to be interested in. But as far as the way this one breaks down, I'm going to give this one to the Rams because they're a good football team. I don't I don't think that the 49ers are going to – they almost won the last game. Whatever they were doing, uh, I think they're going to be figuring out how to accomplish more of it this game. They were up 17 nothing. I don't think they're going to let up this time. They're going to finally get over this hump. They're at home. This is going to be to send them to the playoffs. Uh, I don't think we get a rematch of Super Bowl 54, 49ers, Kansas City. I do think Kansas City goes on. But the Rams rise to the occasion right here. The Rams rise to the occasion. Stafford gets the job done. McVay gets the job done. And the vaunted Niners go back home. But they've played a hell of a season, so it's going to be a tough football game. And I do think it's going to be more of a defensive football game. I think I'd have to put more points in the Cincy-KC game than the San Francisco and the Rams game. Um, but we'll have to see. That's how I sort of feel those two games will break down, if you will. And then if I had to do a little would you rather for you guys, 
OBJ or Jer- Jarek McKinnon this week? I'd rather take OBJ. Kittle or Cam Akers? Kittle. Tyler Higby or Van Jefferson? I would take a Higby. I know the matchup is tough. But, again, if you go back and look at the tape, Higby balled out the last time they played. I think I want a little piece of that this time. Uh, he's able to exploit those matchups in a way that I think is driven coach-wise. McVay's figured out, even though this team is good against tight ends, how he may use his tight end against them. And I don't think they have an answer for it. So, something to think about. I think Nicole Hardman, because, you know, if the Bengals do try to correct what happened last time, uh, as far as, you know, giving up so much in the middle of the field, giving up in the middle of the field, giving up in the field, I think that the answer could be if they try to correct for that, then they get beat over the top. It would be McCole Hartman, in my opinion, doing that, if, if that's the scenario. So if you got some satellite interest there, no problem. Jared McKinnon or George Kittle, Kittle, Kittle or Ayuk, Kittle, Uzoma or Tyler Boyd, Boyd, uh, Travis Kelsey or Jamar Chase, I would take Kelsey. This week, Joe Mixon or Jamar Chase, I would take Mixon. Yuzoma or Ayuk, Yuzoma. Uh, Travis Kelsey or Tyreek Hill, I would take, uh, give me Kelsey, but it's close. Both are very good spots. Joe Mixon or Debo Samuel, Hmm, I'll take Debo. Tyreek Hill or Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, give me Hill. Kelsey or Mixon. I will take Kelsey. Uh, well, no, I'll take Mixon. I'll take Mixon. It's going to be close. They're both in a good spot. Kyle Juszczyk or Tyler Boyd? I'll take Tyler Boyd. George Kittle or Elijah Mitchell? I would take Mitchell. Tyler Higby or Juwan Jennings? Let me get a Higby. Uh, CJ Uzoma or Juwan Jennings? I would take Jennings. Tyler Boyd or Tyler Higby? I would take Boyd. OBJ or Elijah Mitchell? Let me get Mitchell. Travis Kelsey or Elijah Mitchell? Let me get... Mitchell, Devontae Parker, oh, sorry, wrong one, wrong one. Yazoma or Van Jefferson, I'll take Jefferson. Kittle or Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I'll take Edwards, oh, I'll take Kittle. Ayuk or Cam Akers, let me get Akers. OBJ or George Kittle, I would take Kittle. And then Tyreek Hill or Joe Mixon, let me get Hill. So that's a little bit of would you rather for you guys. No DFS picks because I'm not going to encourage that degenerate activity. So, Guys, that's our preview show for the AFC and NFC Championship games. Hope you guys enjoyed watching the show. Hopefully, I gave you some helpful tips if you are going to play DFS. But again, my caution would be to stay away. And uh, we'll be back to preview the Super Bowl probably not in two weeks, probably in a week. And then just let you guys have two weeks to listen to that uh, is what I might be thinking. Um, But then again, I may stretch it out and just – Miss next week and then come back in two weeks and give you a week, you know, to sit on the preview. Either way, you'll know. You'll see it if you like in your apps. Anyways, that's our episode for this week. We'll talk to you guys soon. Peace. The process is brought to you by Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment.